Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode. You're gonna love it, it's a great one. But you know what, before we get there, I wanna tell you about chemistry staffing. You know, you might be at the place where you're thinking about a transition. You might be thinking about what is your next ministry step. And frankly, if you were to reach out to me, I would say, you know what you should do? You should talk to my friends over at Chemistry Staffing. They want to help you find a fantastic long-term fit. That is what I love about them. They're trying to help leaders like you sit in a place, be in a place that's great for you long-term. But what I want you to do, you might not be there now. What I want you to do though, is I want you to go over to chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary, where you can download one PDF that contains two eBooks, when to leave and before you go. Even if you're thinking about these issues, it's probably good to spend some time processing that, thinking about it. And these two resources will help you do it. These two books are probably the best resource for ministry leaders out there. They're completely free, who are wrestling through whether it's time for them to move on. Now would be a good time for you to check these things out. Again, I'm so convinced that our friends at Chemistry Staffing will help you find a good long-term fit. You can trust them. They're good brokers. They're, they're good friends along this journey. So drop by chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary and pick up the two eBooks all in one when to leave and before you go both resources to help you wrestle through friends ministry transitions are a part of ministry life and so if you're thinking about those today one of the first things i would say to you is hey you should reach out to my friends over at chemistry staffing i know they'll help you find uh, a great long-term fit again that's chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary today are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So get glad that you've decided to tune in. Uh, you're going to love today's conversation. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. And today is no exception. Super excited to have Talia Murphy Murray. I said Murphy, Talia Murray with us. She's the executive pastor of ministries at a great church that you should be following, Crossroads Christian Church in Corona, California. I have friends in Corona and I'm like, it's been a bad couple of years if you live in, in Corona because of the name Corona. Uh, it's about 4,000 people attending. They started in uh, the 1890s, and they're one of the fastest growing churches now in the country. Uh, Talia, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Hi, thank you for having me. So glad you're here. Yeah, I know you must have, particularly early in the COVID pandemic, when it was all like the novel coronavirus, you must have had that joke lots for sure. We did. We did. I was part of a coaching network and they um, called me and they said, where, is, where are you from? And I'm like, I don't want to say where I'm from because I don't want to tell people I'm from Corona. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's a beautiful part of the world, though. If you got to be it from is, somewhere, great. that's great. <laughs> that's great. Well, what did I miss? Kind of fill out the story. Tell us a little bit about Crossroads. Give us the picture. You know, talk to us about the church. Uh, Yeah, so Crossroads has a lot of history. We've been around since 1892. Um, We're in the suburbs of, uh, you know, like we're kind of um, about an hour from LA. Um, So yeah, and it's a a mega church. Uh, We're about Mm -hmm. 4,000, 5,000 people. You know, nobody knows what they are after COVID. Yes, Um, exactly. (laughs) uh, But yeah, we, I love, I've, I've been there for 15 years now. And so 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great church. Um, our pastor has been there. I came over with our senior pastor who's there now for uh, 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. we're in the middle of um, a succession plan. And mm. yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's lots of exciting things going on. Your role is executive pastor of ministries. Talk to us about that kind of, what does that include? What is that framework? What what are kind of the pieces of the puzzle uh, that you you think about all the time? So yeah, my uh, role is executive pastor of ministries. I'm over children's ministry, junior high, high school, college, Spanish care ministries. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I also, because I've been there for so long, I just get to do the things that I see that's necessary. <laughs> so yes. I also, um, am the story curator, uh, for mm. us. And so if that's a sermon illustration that we need a story for, or, um, a story for offering that we're going to talk about today. Um, mm-hmm. and I also do a lot of like the development of our communicators, um, in mm. that way. So. Yeah, I get to do a lot of different things there. So good. Love it. Well, one of the things we want to talk about today is really has to do with story. And it's this, this moment in um in the church in our in our services where we talk about the offering or t- the tithes or that kind of piece of the service. And it seems like, and I, we were joking about this beforehand. I was just a couple of weeks ago was at a church that um, it was like they just blew past that part of the service. Like they didn't, it was like whoever was, and I don't think they were actually embarrassed, but it was like they were embarrassed. They were like, uh, okay, and if you want to give, uh, give now. And then they, they uh, you can give online. Actually, they didn't even say that. Um, they just kind of acknowledged that it was that you could give and, and they moved on. But that's not what you guys do at Crossroads. Why do you think, before we jump into why you do, what you do at Crossroads, why do you think so many churches miss this moment in the service? They don't, um, you know, they kind of miss this opportunity. What, why do you think that is? I think that um, it's awkward for people to talk about money. And so I think that people are afraid to talk about money a lot of times. Um, I also think that um, it's a little bit... like unknown. What do we do? Like, where's the the mm. coaching around this section of, and can we like mm-hmm. just blow past it? Do we sit in there and look like we're begging? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it can feel mm-hmm. like we don't really have intentionality around it. Uh, sometimes we try to make it, and it's worship, right? It's a, a form of mm-hmm. worship. So then do we do the whole worship and do a song through it? So I think we're just really kind of, um, we don't have a great strategy around that moment. Um, mm. And also I think sometimes we're afraid of that moment Mm. because uh, Mm. we don't want to look desperate. We don't, we're thinking about people who invited their friends to church and we're saying, gosh, what are they going to think if they hear we're asking for money? So Mm. uh, I think that's probably the problem we have with it. Yeah, that makes total sense. So why don't you talk first, let's kind of describe what you do at Crossroads. I would encourage people to watch online to, you know, dive deeper that, you know, when you see this in person, obviously you can only do so much to describe in this kind of setting what you do, but talk to us about what it looks like. And then let's, then we'll back up and kind of pick it apart the process. How do you end up there and all that? So talk to us what a typical, you know, you know, typical weekend, what does the offering moment look like? 
Okay, so I'll just describe to you our service because that will help a little bit. So we have, um, you know, three songs at the top. Then we, we're a church who does communion every week. So we have a host that comes mm-hmm. out and then does communion. Um, and then we'll do like baptisms during the next song. So we'll have another song. And then out of that comes the offering moment. And usually that's a video. It's some sort of inspiring story. Either it's a person's story. It's a story of a ministry or an event that we just had. Um, And so it's some sort of really great video moment. And then out of that, a host will come up and connect what they just saw to people's giving. So they'll connect the weather. Let's say last week we showed a um, video about kids camp, um, kids Mm -hmm. ministry. uh, Actually, we're doing that this week, I believe. Sorry. Um, So they'll come (laughs) up and they'll say, um, because you give here, because of your generosity, 111 kids were able to go to camp this past weekend and 15 of them gave their lives to Jesus. Mm. So if you want to join us in a generosity and making these kinds of stories possible, this kind of life change possible, you can join us by giving and then we give them the way they can give. And then we'll Mm -hmm. pray over the kids who made decisions at camp and then amen. And then we move off and a transition video will show. Okay. So good. This is fantastic friends. Like this again, what Talia and the team are doing here, this is best in class. So if you're looking to improve this part of your service, you should lean in and learn, uh, you know, from her. So, so every week you're doing this. So you're looking for 50 some odd stories. Let's start there. Uh, how do you find these stories? What, how, are there 50 good things happening at Crossroads? <laughs> there are. There are so many good things. I think you just have to mine for them. So now that, mm. um, we have a culture of storytelling. And because I oversee these ministries, it makes it easier for me. I mean, I'm, I'm overseeing these ministries where there's stories all the time. And my leaders are, they, they come to me, you know, we have this story, you know, we have this story, but I'm also looking at just the events that we do. We do a special needs prom. I know I can get two stories out of the special needs prom because we do one where we have um, people that were giving away dresses and giving away stuff and they had tried them on. And so I'm, you know, looking for stories with that. Anything we do overseas with our missions mm-hmm. partners, that's because of people's giving. So everything's an opportunity. I'm like, what happens around here because of people's giving? So that happens. Mm-hmm. And then um, just stories. I mean, we have an invitation, you know, we're um, a culture that does an altar call every week. And so, mm-hmm. and we do baptism. So anytime there's a baptism, I'm back there asking them, tell me how you came to know Jesus. Tell mm-hmm. me what brought you to this moment. Um, and so there's stories there. And a lot of times, um, you know, our team members, because that's the goal, right, is to have, we want people to serve in the church because that's where they find true life change in community. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. going to ask every single team member what their story is, how they came to start serving, uh, okay. what that looks like. So I'm constantly mining and there is something going on every every week. Um, you can tell mm-hmm. the story of Easter. You guys do, a, you know, every church does big mm-hmm. Easter, right? Like get somebody mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. B-roll of your Easter story, tell how many mm-hmm. new families came, tell how many baptisms mm-hmm. you had that day. Um, there's a story in everything. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So first of all, I love that. Like, you know, this, I would, cause I would agree, you know, just having your kind of antenna up for this and creating the space of saying, we're going to tell one of these stories every week. Um, you know, you've got to find one. It's got to, you know, it's got to open up. Now talk to me about the video piece. I, I'm sure there's people that are listening in that are like, they're already given up. They're like, there's no way we can't do video every week. Friends, I don't want you to get lost on that. We'll come back to that idea. But why are you choosing to do video? That's a significant investment. Tell us kind of what's happening behind that. 
Yeah, well, video is the medium. Like I feel mm. like video, I mean, everybody's watching YouTube. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you hear about the hours that people spend on YouTube. Reels are the thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. the way. It's the way people communicate. Mm-hmm. And so it is a worthwhile investment. And there's been mm-hmm. a time when we didn't have video people. And there's people, and I, I get it. I live in California. You know, Hollywood's right down the street. But there are people mm-hmm. you can contract with. And it's every mm-hmm. single time worth contracting. I've, I mean, I've gotten Mm -hmm. gritty, you know, to find whatever we can, whoever does video, I will take it and I will direct that piece of it to put it together. Um, Mm -hmm. but I would say it's really worthwhile. It pays for itself in the end because Mm -hmm. people are moved through video. They really are. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's Mm -hmm. young people in your church who do video on their phones and it's amazing and they can edit something Mm -hmm. for you to put together for the weekend. So true. Um, my son is 15 years old and he's loved video and he's shooting a lot of the videos that we're doing today and for free love it. <laughs> he is right. my son love it yes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but they want to you're paying him in other ways wanna... you're like continuing to feed him so you know i feed yes. him yes <laughs> yeah love so it. but they they are willing because they want to get i mean these young people want to be developed they want to do their craft they're doing youtube on their own you know get them mm-hmm. and ask them hey would you make a video mm-hmm. for me you know can you go to mm-hmm. children's ministry and video what's happening this weekend and edit something together mm-hmm. um for us so Love it. I really think that you can do that. You can also tell this story, um, like some of the things when you said, how do you do 52 videos? Well, there's sometimes where we're, mm. uh, we're not doing a video. It's very rare, but we will pray mm. for our missions teams that are going out. And we connect mm. that story and the work that we're doing as we're praying for them to people's giving. Um, so there's things Love like it. that too. But, but I would say video is a worthwhile investment. It really is. It's paid for itself over and over and yeah, over again. I lo- I love that. I know there's some executive pastors that are, are want me to get to that question, talk about the financial impact, but we'll get there, friends, but not yet. Um, so it, one of the things I've, I've coached churches on this area, if they don't, so I do love the, 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 your look at video and kind of how you're doing that regularly. But, but the thing that you might, I don't want you to get overwhelmed by this, friends. Even the, the one step to say, we're going to have a picture every week that shows the vision of the church. So the example you used of like the, the weekend retreat, the youth weekend retreat, even just showing a picture of that rather than just talking about the youth retreat, having a picture of that is like, is way more effective, but too many of us miss that. Um, you know, you know, images speak so much louder than just, uh, you know, just words. So talk to me about videos. I'm sure there's some common things that you're like, make a great video, or there's times where you're like, oh, that didn't really hit the mark. What would be a couple of those coaching things from you? You've seen a lot of these videos. What works really well um, you know, with a video that places in this moment in your service? Yeah. So you never want to go over three and a half minutes, like a video that's over oh, that's three and a half good. minutes, way too long, way too long. And when you have somebody that wants to tell a story, so a lot of times we'll tell just one person's life change story. So, uh, mm. let's take, you know, um, we told Tony's story a couple weeks ago. Tony's a girl. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> she talked about how, um, she was at this place in her life where she grew up with her dad who was in, in and out of prison, uh, her mom who killed her when she was 10 months Mm -hmm. old and um, she just had this life that was, you know, terrible. She was abused Mm -hmm. and all of these things. So Mm -hmm. uh, we told Tony, so we asked her about that. Then she came to know Jesus and she started Mm -hmm. coming to Crossroads um, when she decided to make 
a, a change in her life. She had known Jesus before, but then she came to Crossroads mm-hmm. and was like, I'm going to jump full full in. Uh, she got involved in life groups and in community. Um, and then she had this condition and she went to our Ash Wednesday service and got prayed for and God healed her oh, at wow. this Ash Wednesday oh, my service. Goodness. And yeah, oh, my it was goodness. amazing. And so she you got she this prayed. all in one video. This in is amazing. So, but that's a lot of things, right? So she's talking about all the things. So, I mean, I have about 30 minutes of content and I've got to get that down to three minutes. So when she's telling this story, you have to have a really good eye to say, and a cut, you know, like hardcore, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. cut Mm -hmm. to say, where am I going with this story? And there's an arc to every story. Give me the down, you know, what happened, but the before Jesus piece, then give me the Mm -hmm. climax moment when you met Jesus or whatever the thing Mm -hmm. is for her, it was the healing. And then tell me Mm -hmm. what the, how the church because it's always, you're trying to make the church the hero. I know that Jesus is always the hero, but we're trying to make the church because we're saying the people in the audience need to see, I did that. I was part of Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. so we do that. So you have to be really cutthroat to say, where do I want the story to go? What pieces are going to be important? And then how can I get to the roundup to say at the end of it, Mm -hmm. Crossroads helped me. So I usually ask them to finish this statement. Tell me why you're thankful for Crossroads. And they'll mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm so thankful for Crossroads because I found community. I found whatever here. Then I'm mm-hmm. able to come up and hit the ball out of the park you know, with the host piece to say, because of Love you, it. Tony was healed. Tony found Jesus. Tony found family that she's never had before. And you got to do that church, you know, because you give here. Love it. So, so good. How do you repurpose those videos? Do, uh, do you use them in other places? Do they show up on, you know, your social channels and all that? Or what, what else? Because, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you don't just produce them and use them on the weekends, you use them in other spots too. How else do you use them? Yeah. So pretty much every single one of them you'll find on our Instagram page. So mm-hmm. um, our mm-hmm. social media person puts it up on Instagram. So it's content also, you know, for mm-hmm. the weekend, look at Crossroads, mm-hmm. look at how you've helped Tony's life change. So we use that. And that one we also used for, um, I had him do two cuts of that one. So we use it for our women's uh, conference. And I mm-hmm. asked a different question at the end of it because our women's conference was called Flourish. So I said, Tony, tell me how you have flourished in this season. So she's able to give me that ending and then we're able to get the crossroads ending, you know, for the, for the weekend service. So we can repurpose them that way. A lot of times these ministries too want to like for the kids camp video, they're going to use that to send a parents next year to say, look at how kids camp, you know, send your kids to kids camp Mm. this year, because look at what happened last year. Look how fun this is. Um, so Mm. we repurpose them for almost like mark target marketing for the events that we have. Love it. Fantastic. So friends, you should go over to, it's just Crossroads CA on Instagram and check out, you can see some real live examples of this. Maybe I'll have you afterwards, if you could, if I could impose upon you one other thing to pick out, like here's four, you know, here's three or four ones that are like, Hey, these are kind of like the best examples so that our people could point them to their video people and say, we need to make these kind of things. Um, you know, that, yeah. that could be really helpful if you'd be willing to do that for us, Leah. Um, I will so totally do talk- that. That would be amazing. Talk to me about the hosting spot. So you kind of you kind of gave us an overview, but so we have an idea of what's happening in the video, and then we come out on a live person stands on stage. Talk us through what that typically looks like. Maybe you know common pitfalls, things that that people you know maybe don't they when they fumble it. You're like somewhere you're you're like ah oh, they did it wrong, or they're like oh they really did it great. They what 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 makes that moment fantastic? Yeah. So um, the. I script everybody. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good. Good. 
this is what really helps. And now a lot of them do it on their own because they've grown. But when you're building the culture, you've got to script them to teach them the language. And so I mm-hmm. will make the connection for people from whatever the video is to, and so now they can do it themselves. I have all pretty much every one of our hosts, we have um, like, you know, eight or something that can do this mm-hmm. and they do it really well, but they understand they are connecting the story to people's giving. And so there's certain mm-hmm. language that we use. You did this, you know, you made, because of you, mm-hmm. you made this possible. Mm-hmm. The thank you for your generosity. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so it, and some of them are a little bit harder because we're trying to figure out. So um, another idea for a story type video, we've started telling the stories of our uh, staff members, like so people can see mm. our staff members because um, so we had our junior high, we have two pastors in our junior high, Katie and Zach, and we mm-hmm. asked fun questions of them. Tell me how many you know kids you're reaching. Tell me what your biggest mm. ministry fail is. You know, mm-hmm. tell me. But then mm-hmm. we love it. down to tell me why you love, why is junior high ministry needed, so needed? And then it gets at the heartstrings, you know, and they're mm. telling these oh, things that's about so what good. They, they love. And in the end, we ended it with the, like, what's a trend that's happening right now on TikTok and they did the tortilla slap and it was just hilarious, right? Like, so it it ends with everybody laughing, laughing. So now this host has to come up and tie that to giving. (laughs) And so they tied it. So the way they did that was just because you give here, we have this ministry that's reaching 480 junior high students a month. And these mm-hmm. pastors are leading them and you see the need for them. They're talking about all these lies these kids are getting. So sometimes it's harder. You know, you have to help them make that connection. Um, but mm-hmm. it really is only like the host spot afterwards is 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, we're just okay, making split. the tie real fast. We're not trying mm-hmm. to sound like we're begging. We've made, the, mm-hmm. you know. We've yes. made the connection for them. And then we just need to always give the how. So text give is our thing, you know, to this number mm-hmm. or, you know, go on mm-hmm. our website or we're on Venmo. Um, but let's pray over our junior high ministry right now. So, and then mm-hmm. we finish it with prayer. Okay. love that. That's a good distinction that, hey, you're <laughs> looking for 30 seconds to a minute. And, mm-hmm. and just to kind of pull one thing apart there that I want to make sure, because again, I've seen churches miss this, particularly I think post COVID or Corona, since you're here, post the cor- the novel coronavirus, um, <laughs> we've missed the, we, it was more obvious when we were, all of us were passing plates or whatever, how to give. And we now have multiplicity of ways for people to give and we might stumble that part of it. So you are telling people every week, here are the ways. Do you talk about all those ways every week or do you just kind of feature one? What does that look like? So usually we have, uh, so I I have the script memorized, but it's usually the two things, you know, so we tell people because there's people watching online and in the room. So we say Mm -hmm. you can text this number to give, or if Mm -hmm. you're in the room and you brought cash or check, there's uh, offering boxes around the room that you can drop your offering in after the service. Um, And so that's how we say it. We just added the Venmo piece. And so we're noticing Mm -hmm. as we say Venmo, people are like, we're tapping into a different audience. So we're kind of trying that Mm -hmm. right now. So we're giving them the three ways. Um, you know, so, but we normally we wouldn't do that, uh, but because it's new, we're doing it and we're yeah. seeing how long we're going to last with that. And do you have any kind of associated graphics with that? Do you do like a, you know, does stuff come up on the screen or lower thirds to kind of, you know, bring the number up on screen, all that? T- tell me about that. Yeah. So we have a lower third that just has the text give to the number. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, it'll Mm -hmm. show up while I'm talking. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't show up during the video. It shows up as soon as like the host comes up and starts talking about the how to give piece. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So let's talk about outcomes. Let's talk about the difference you think this piece is making. We'll get to the finance piece. Keep listening people, but let's talk about the non-tangible 
I, so for my, as an outsider, I would say, man, this would have driven is driving so much great culture stuff at the church. It's because you're celebrating. This is what our church is about. Talk to me about the non-financial kind of benefits of doing this, um, you know, to the church and the, you know, the church culture has what that, what, what's been positive on that front. Yeah. So we're a big church. We're a mega church, you know, like we're talking four to 5,000 people. And so it can feel really big. Now, when you're showing somebody's story, every week or you're showing your pastors and you're telling who they are, um, it becomes people identify with those people and say, I was an alcoholic too. Oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. place welcomes alcoholics. You know, I was that too. Or I know that person is actually my preschool daughter's teacher. I didn't know that was mm-hmm. his story. And so now mm-hmm. they're becoming small, right? So they're coming and they're mm-hmm. seeing people and it makes people um, more approachable and it makes them mm-hmm. human, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it really does connect people, but it also creates a culture of our church where we're saying, um, you know, we're a church who welcomes brokenness. Um, mm. And so it's, it's a culture establisher. And then also with my ministry leaders, it's helping them get to know people and their stories because they know mm. I'm looking so all of a sudden mm-hmm. we become a church that's small because everybody's mm-hmm. asking questions and they're knowing, they know we're going to be asking for, who, who do you know? Whose life has been changed? Mm-hmm. What is your newest team member's story? Um, and mm-hmm. so we just become a church that knows people because we have to know them <laughs> for Love their stories. Yes. So Love it's it. really changed us to be a culture of like people feel known um, and mm-hmm. feel welcomed. And um, it really is a leadership development tool as well, because you're having your leader say, you need to know people. So make sure that you're, you're talking to people and asking them their stories. Right. I love that. It's so good. I, uh, we have a group coaching thing that we do with the church with about a dozen churches and they're all over a thousand, you know, some are three or 4,000 in that range. And one of the things we come back to time and again, there is the real quote unquote competitor of a church of that size or is in some ways is ourselves, but it's this idea of, um, are people like the joke I always make is the only people that like big churches are pastors. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we have to make our church smaller. We have to figure out how do we make it feel more relational. And so this kind of thing, you know, you're only telling 50 stories. I'm not undermining that stick with me here. You know, that's 50 stories out of 5,000 people every year. That's a ton of work to make all that happen. Um, but you're doing that, wishing that you could tell 5,000 stories, hoping that someday you'll be able to tell all those stories. But that does, in some ways, it, it's, it shrinks the church, makes it feel much more small. It makes it smaller. What about on the financial side? You keep doing this. You're investing. You're investing a significant amount of your time. You're investing, obviously, video time. We don't have to get into specific, specific numbers, obviously. But to, obviously, you're convinced internally that this helps financially, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, Talk about that. Yeah, so in um, we started this in 2017, probably November of 2017, mm-hmm. we started telling stories because we had launched a campaign where we were um, mm-hmm. trying to build uh, buildings for our kids' ministries and stuff. And so um, when we launched that, we decided we had to tell the story. So it became a priority for us. And at that time, we were maybe telling one mm-hmm. a month because we were just trying to keep vision in mm-hmm. front of people. Um, and mm-hmm. so it kind of ties into you know the campaign piece that giving went up, giving units went up significantly. Then in um, Mm. 2020, we had to double down because we started realizing, oh, shoot, you know, that was when Mm. nobody knew what was happening. And we didn't know what that was going to look like. We were afraid if we're not meeting every week, 
buckets are not getting passed every week. Are we going to make money? Mm. So we started telling mm. a story like intentionally um, weekly mm. because we were doing a lot mm. of things, uh, you know, overseas with our food pantry was growing. And so we just t- mm. did that. And we went up in giving all throughout 2020 with those stories. So um, and so it has really proven, um, and our giving has not gone back down to pre-story levels. You know, like we mm, we kind of adjust, right. you know, a little bit since the campaign, it kind of, but, but we've mm. gone up significantly since we're telling stories. And we hear a ton of feedback mm. from people who are saying, thank you for telling me where my money is going. Because a lot of yes. times people don't see and they don't know. And so the, you're telling them weekly so where true. their money is going. So, yes, um, so they true. love that. People love that. And they're proud of their church. So they will share these yes. stories um, from Instagram. They will share them to tell people, look at what my church is doing. You know, um, mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. really is for them. I love it. Yeah, it's so true. I think this is one of those things that we take for granted in in local church leadership is that you know, we don't have everybody that comes and sits in our rooms every week, but we do have a large portion of them that do come and sit in front of us every single week. If we were any other nonprofit in town, uh, man, they would kill for that kind of engagement. They would love to be able to have their people in front of them every single week. You think about, you know, the local food bank throws a a giant gala once a year that takes a ton of time, effort, and energy, and they do that once. Where we get to do it 52 times a year, we should take advantage of that and get in front of our people. Um, Maybe could you talk a little bit about, and this is kind of, it's adjacent to the offering, um, the offering portion, the offering segment. What other things are you doing on the kind of donor development side that are kind of connected to storytelling? Are there other ways that you're, you know, talking with with donors or people that give to the church or just the church in general that that are using stories? Is there other ways that you're kind of spreading this through the rest of that strategy? So the the way we we um, will tell you know we'll send statements to people um, at the yep. you know the begin the end of the the tax for their tax deductible or whatever the amounts yep. and so in that our senior pastor pastor will write a letter and he'll use a lot of the stories that we've told throughout the year so right. you know when we're talking is how many people we've served through our food pantry because of you so when they're seeing their tax statement they're seeing that story again, mm-hmm. those stories retold um, in that. Mm-hmm. And so, and we'll do that like in the middle of the year too, we send out these like, here's where you mm-hmm. are in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then remember, mm-hmm. this is what you've done with your giving in a letter, mm-hmm. a written piece. Um, at the end of the year, a lot of times we'll send a printed piece that's like beautiful, you know, um, pictures and all the things, but we're using these stories again. Like people are, you know, we mm-hmm. remember we're using mm-hmm. all the stories told um, throughout mm-hmm. the year with the images and we're telling people that as well. So mm-hmm. um, that's how we're using the stories in those settings. We have somebody who is um, starting now to do like stewardship pastoring um, mm-hmm. and he's praying and pastoring the people. Um, oh, and mm-hmm. also we've sent like a first time when you, when the first time givers, we're connecting, yes. we're sending them a letter and we're telling them whatever the adjacent story was, um, you know, that, that they mm-hmm. just gave that week. And because of you, we were able to send these kids to camp or, you know, whatever the case is. So um, the other thing that we do that's kind of in a line with the giving and it kind mm-hmm. of goes with the stories is we do this thing called Boldly Bless, where we ask okay. people to give $1 more than they normally give. Um, and then we mm. bless the family and we tell that story. Oh, and sometimes we're not able cool. to give that story on video because it's one week, you know, it's within one week. And so right. sometimes we can't turn it over that fast. So we'll mm-hmm. just tell it. And like you said, show pictures of if the family mm-hmm. lets us, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not, 
we don't want to exploit yes, them. Yes, because so of the nature we'll, of it. Yes, right. yeah, yeah, because of the nature of it. If we went shopping yeah. for a family, we'll show the staff shopping for them, you know, um, and mm, stuff like that. So, yep. uh, but we tell Love the it. story that way, and then we'll use that in our first-time giver letter that week. Because of you, we were able to buy groceries for this family. Wow. Uh, friends, as you have heard, uh, this is best in class. This is fantastic. This is just uh, yeah, so great. This has been super helpful today, Talia. What, um, anything else you want to share just as we kind of wrap up today's episode, anything about, you know, in this whole area that you want to, uh, encourage people, if they're thinking about maybe stepping into this, thinking about taking some steps towards this, what would you say to them? Um, I would say that this is, don't like you said this before, don't leave money on the table. There's so much mm-hmm. that people can be inspired by and there's different mm-hmm. pockets that people give out of. So you've got your, you know, faithful, obedient tithers that don't need mm-hmm. any inspiration. They're just going to be obedient. <laughs> but then you've got your on the fencers who just need to be inspired. And you've got your skeptics who are saying, you know, I don't know that I can trust this church. And what you tell them when you're investing in this kind of thing is you can trust us. I'm going to show you where your money's going. This is a wise Mm -hmm. investment. Um, And that's also language that we use with the host piece. Like the church is the best investment. It's you get the greatest return on investment at the church because you're Mm -hmm. investing in life change and people's eternal eternity. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I would say invest in this portion, (laughs) invest in a video person, Mm -hmm. invest in coaching your hosts to be super Mm -hmm. intentional, um, which is why I said like I script them because it needs to be succinct. We don't need people to hate the offering portion. We want them to love right. it, you know, to mm-hmm. look forward love to that it. portion of the service. Um, so mm-hmm. just be really intentional and invest your time in it. It's worth it. So good. This has been fa- fantastic, friends. Uh, make sure you scroll down, check the, sh- check the show notes. We'll have some links to kind of best in class ones from Crossroads specifically. So you can kind of see that. It would give you kind of a visual example of what we're uh, talking about here today. Talia, thanks so much for being on. So honored that you took some time uh, to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.